This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3610 for Friday, the 3rd of June 2022. Today's show is entitled DOS Wildcards, File Attributes and is part of the series DOS. It is hosted by Ayuka and is about 15 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is more on DOS this time it is DOS Wildcards and File Attributes. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Hello, this is Ahuka, welcoming you to Hacker Public Radio and another exciting episode in our DOS series. And I want to talk about wildcards and file attributes. Uh, and the reason I'm slotting this in right here is that it turns out we can do interesting things with them when we're using the directory command. Um, so before I can complete that look at the directory stuff, um, I need to kind of explain what wildcards and file attributes are all about as they are in DOS. Now, wildcards are characters that can be used to stand in for unknown characters in file names. Uh, now, if you ever played card games, a wildcard is a card that can match up with any other card. In DOS, wildcard characters can match up with any character that is allowable in a file name. Now, I say allowable, you, you know, there are some characters that are reserved for operating system use and cannot be used. And I think we've talked about that already. Uh, so there are two wildcards in DOS. One is the asterisk, or star, and that matches up with any combination of allowable characters. Uh, so it could be one, two, four, eight, whatever. Um, <clears throat> then there is the question mark wildcard, and that matches up with any single allowable character. Um, now, since those two characters are used for wildcards, they are, in fact, an example of characters that are not allowed in file names. Uh, a file name like myfile.txt would not be allowed. If you tried to create a file with this name, you would get an error message, bad file name. But wildcards are very useful in any DOS command which uses a file name as an argument, which is most DOS commands, if you think about it. Now, the asterisk command can stand in for any number of characters. Some examples of this command. Um, Let's say you were at the C prompt, C colon backslash greater than. That's your, your basic, you're in the root of the C, direct, C drive. So type the command DEL space asterisk period DOC. Well, 
This command would delete every file with the DOC extension from the root directory of C. So files like myfile.doc, testfile.doc, and 123.doc, they would all be deleted. Here's another example. Copy abstar.txt space a colon. All right. This command would copy every file that begins with ab and had an extension of txt to the floppy drive a colon. So files like abstract.txt, abalone.txt, and abba.txt would all be copied. <coughs> Now, let's say you wanted to do a little housekeeping. Um, let's say you're in the temp directory. Now, the, the idea of a temp directory is it should be stuff that can be deleted at any time. It's only supposed to exist temporarily. Um, so if you wanted to clean that out, let's say you're at your prompt now is reading C colon backslash temp backslash greater than. So that's telling me my current working directory. Um, and at that prompt, I could type del space asterisk period asterisk. Uh, that's the fastest way to clean out an entire directory. It'll delete every file in the directory. Now, the first apostrophe covers every file name, and the second one covers every extension. Now, the question mark wildcard stands in for any single character. Some examples of this command. Uh, again, I'm at the uh, C drive, C colon backslash greater than. So at the root of the C drive, I type the command del space question mark period doc. This command would only delete files that had a single character file name and a DOC extension from the root directory. So a file like a period DOC or one period DOC is gone. It's history. But a file like io.doc is perfectly safe since it has two characters. Uh, another example, again, let's assume we're at the root of the C drive, C colon backslash greater than. We issue the command copy space AB question mark period TXT space A colon. Now, this command would copy any file with a three-letter name of which the first two letters were A and B and had a txt extension. Any file that matches that would then get copied to floppy drive A colon. So files like abz.txt and ab2.txt would be copied. Now you can combine those in a command. So let's take an example. 
here we're going to suppose we're in the temp directory. So our prompt looks like c colon backslash temp backslash greater than. And at that prompt, we type in del space asterisk ab question mark period do question mark. Now this command would be very selective. It would look in the temp directory for files that had anywhere from one to five beginning characters. Maximum is five in this case because you can only have eight characters in the name and the other three are accounted for. So anywhere from one to five beginning characters followed by AB followed by one character. And then on the extension side, it have an extension of DO followed by any one character. And it would then delete any such files that it finds. So examples of matching files might be ITAB3.DOX. Right? That one's gone. M-E-A-R-A-B-T dot D-O-Q. It's history. Uh, one, two, three, A-B-C dot D-O-C. That is gone. Now the file A-L-L-A-B-O-N dot D-O-C would not be deleted because it does not match. It has two characters following the letters A-B in the file name. And the command specified one character in that position. So that's your, your stuff on wildcards. Now, attributes is the other thing that can be very useful. And every file in DOS has four attributes. Uh, these are the read-only attribute, the archive attribute, the system attribute, and the hidden attribute. So as we saw in a previous one, every file has an entry in the directory. And in that entry, there are four bits, one each for the four attributes. These attributes are turned on if the bit is set to one, and turned off if it is set to zero. Now, if the read-only attribute is set, it would let you read the contents of a file, but you cannot modify it in any way. You would first have to turn the read-only attribute off, and then you can modify, delete, or move the file. Now, the archive bit is set on when the file is first created, and then set off when the file's been backed up by a software backup program, and programs were written to make use of this feature. If the file is ever modified, the archive bit is turned back on. That way, the software that does the backup can look at the archive bit on each file to determine if it needs to back it up. So for doing incremental backups, this is important. Now, you know, back in the days when... Um, when DOS was really an important operating system, uh, storage space was at a premium, and it was expensive. So you wanted to do incremental backups. Yeah. Yeah, I remember get, had, getting a tape drive to do backup, and I would back up my computer onto tape and then take it into my office at the university. Um, 
so that I had an off-site backup for it. Now, system. The system attribute is used to mark a file as a system file. Um, now, in earlier versions of DOS, files marked system were completely off-limits without specialized utilities. But now the attribute mostly serves as a warning. Now, the hidden attribute is used to prevent a file from being seen by other commands. If you try to clean out a directory or a subdirectory, such as by using the del space star period star command, and then you try and remove the subdirectory, you might get an error sometimes saying the subdirectory is not empty. And if that's the case, you know you have a hidden file in there that was not deleted, even with the file cards. Right. Now, you can u view the uh, attributes for any file using the DOS command attrib, A-T-T-R-I-B. If you run the command without any arguments, you will get a listing of all the attributes that are turned on for every file in the subdirectory you're in. So let's again, we'll say we're in the C temp, C colon backslash temp backslash greater than. That's our, that's our prompt and we just type in A-T-T-R-I-B. Well, this will give you a list of all of the files in the ctemp directory. For every attribute that is turned on, you will see a letter. A for archive, S for system, H for hidden, and R for read only at the beginning of the line. Now, you can also look at the attributes for any one file by including the file name uh, with a, an optional path as an argument in the command. So I could do attrib space myfile.txt and I would get that. Or if I want to get something that's in a different subdirectory, I include the path. So I go attrib space c colon backslash docs backslash 123.doc. I can see then what the attributes are for that file. Now, you can change the attributes for any file by making the following arguments in the command. Plus R makes a file read-only. Minus R removes the read-only status and makes the file editable again. Plus A turns on the archive bit. In other words, flags this file as not having been backed up. Minus A turns off the archive bit. In other words, shows the file as having been backed up. Plus S marks the file as a system file. Minus S removes the system file designation. Plus H makes the file hidden to other commands. Minus H reveals the file to other commands. So, Let's say, I'm, again, I'm at the C temp, is my present working directory. I issue the command attrib space minus h space hidfile.txt. Well, that file, hid file, will now be visible to other DOS commands. Now, you can chain these together if you wish. So, again, at the, the prompt, I could type attrib space minus h space minus r space myfile 
file.txt. Now this will both reveal the file, myfile.txt, and make it editable and deletable. Now, with these two concepts of wildcards and attributes, we're ready for the next lesson, which will make us experts in using the DIR command. So, this is Ahuka for Hacker Public Radio signing off and as always encouraging you to support free software. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website, or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.